ask me to talk. Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacy Heller. Welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am Stacy Heller, and this is a big moment. Huge. <laughs> I'm already getting dirty looks. <laughs> You and sure I already are. got the finger. So I am joined today. Me, no, no. I am joined today by Dr. Busy Riley. She's a naturopathic doctor and she sells supplements and she's amazing. I love her. I She's like my girl crush, my grown up girl crush. It's true. <laughs> Nina Cochran was my girl crush in high school and she's my girl crush now that I'm an adult. Um, and not to like overshadow you, Busy, but my mom is here. It's happened. Say hello. Hello. Look at you. You're acting so polite. (laughs) Well, I have to get used to this. Yes, you do. I think you'll warm up very quickly. So uh, (laughs) if you can't listen live, then you can text D-A-M-T-T to 55678 and you can learn all about the podcast version of the show because goodness knows, especially with this episode, you're going to want to listen in perpetuity. Um, if you want to call in to ask my mom a question, because goodness knows she has been part of the show since I the have beginning. all the answers. Oh, that's not why you would call in. I've got questions for you <laughs> about your daughter. I, yeah, I might end up being in the back seat of this particular episode. Um, but you can call in to 425-373-5527. Again, for all of our listeners out there, hey, Lee and Betsy, you driving? Hey, Diane, you might be listening. It's 425-373-5527. You can also find me via my website, which is stacyconnects.com. And I would love to connect with you. You could be a guest on the show. We could talk about my mother. It'll be great. So, the week in review. <laughs> Since last we spoke, my mother arrived. <laughs> and... um. I have been enjoying it tremendously. It's like having toddlers. <laughs> She's laughing, but she has <laughs> no comment. <laughs> well, because it's like, you know, they need to eat three square meals a day. I haven't had no, to do we that. Don't. Well, you don't. But most people do. What time do you go to bed? 9.30. That's pretty late. 10 actually. o'clock. That's later than I go to bed. Ask me what time I get up. What time do you get up? <laughs> 9.30, Do you sleep straight through? Um, Aside from a trip to the restroom? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a gift. I that know. is a gift. Right? I love that. I know. It's not fair, and it's not genetic, apparently. Mm-hmm. I like because that. Because she, she comes down all crumpled in the morning, like 9.30, 10 o'clock, and she's like, oof. And her <laughs> friend Lee, who is also visiting, you know, she's part of the glop for all you longtime listeners, the glorious ladies of Penswood. Uh, Lee was out here visiting with me and my family and checking out her lake house before she went to hang with her daughter, Betsy. And so Lee would wake up first because Lee is sane. And then I would ignore getting up for as long as possible. And then mom would come down like, "Ooh, that was a night. (laughs) I love that. That is a get. What? How are you a good sleeper? Are you an early riser? I can't remember. I... Am not no. at all. Yeah. Um, although perimenopause mm-hmm. is 
creating, wreaking havoc in my sleeping habits. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so also what doesn't help, I have learned from Busy and others, is that apparently if you drink, (laughs) that doesn't help your sleep pattern unless you're, say, Joan. It doesn't bother mine. Oh, my God. I want to be you when I grow up. It really doesn't. That's spectacular. I have a drink every day or two. Or three. Or three when you're with your daughter. Good for you. Good for you. Absolutely. I think it's great. Great. I'm so supportive of that. And I'm supportive of long hours of sleep. That's spectacular. Yeah, if you can get it. Yeah. I I have an idea for an app that I think that you need to make happen. And, of course, this is trademark, folks, so don't try to take it. A social media app that you can get on if you are a woman of a certain age and you're up at, say, 3.30, 4, <laughs> 4.30 or 5, and you're like, don't want to read my book and wake up my partner. Right. Don't want to scroll through Facebook and see all the lies everyone's telling me. Don't want to read the news. That's depressing. But I do want to know where to get moisture wicking sheets. Interesting. I like it. Right? Or what shows to watch it, or like whatever. Mm-hmm. So you just, you go on and you're like, hey, was anybody up? Right. And everybody's up and they're all on there and you basically have all these little conversations with people. I love that idea. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. people don't like all of my ideas, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and mom. So you could call it slumber party. Oh. You know what? That's a, that's I think it's a good bad, idea for this actually. app. You know? That's good. Because you're connected to your other folks that are staying up. Right? That's good. Mm-hmm. See, this is why I keep him around. Actually, <laughs> he has no choice and. I feel like I could get <laughs> infiltrated with pervs really quickly. Well, there That's you go. my only concern. That's about the problem with party. real slumber parties. Yeah. As well, well, right? Yeah. Panty raid. <laughs> yeah. But then you freak them out by discussing, like, you know, hot what? flashes, vaginal dryness, right. such, such topics. <laughs> he, already, he already plugged his ears. Yeah. He's like, mm, I don't want to know. So, um, so, anyway, back to the sleeping. So, that was really fun. And then there ends up being the it takes a while to get through the morning and the getting ready and is this a shower day is this not a shower day we need to say our prayers like you know the whole thing and then by the time we're ready to go it's lunchtime which is then followed very quickly by a nap did you eat breakfast during this scenario of the morning have you eaten breakfast or tell had a her, cup of coffee tell busy tell I dr had, busy riley what you had for breakfast i haven't had coffee in years you don't drink any coffee <clears throat> spectacular i drink water all day long and mm-hmm. at night i put scotch in it and did you drink? Did you eat breakfast this morning? Today was unusual. I usually have a breakfast bar, but today I had a one and a half cinnamon, cinnamon muffin. I'm really on board with this whole scenario, by the way, because I'm ready for a nap by noon. Also, like I think that a nice leisurely pace. What else do we live for? I mean, you're a retired person. I'm assuming you're not. You don't have a job right now. I shouldn't assume that, but is that true? Oh no, I, I don't have a job now. Like, this is my life goal. These are my life goals right here. I want to be you when I grow up. I will say it's it's very nice, except when she forgets that you do have a job. When visiting, it's (laughs) bossing me around. It is, and I love every minute of it. I'm in control. I rearrange your house. Oh, my God. I tell her what to do. And then and I'm like trying to do. I hope my do, mom's not listening right, right now. And I'm trying to do work. And she's like, Stacy, where does this go? I'm like, I'll put it away when I'm done. Well, just tell me where it goes. Well, that is code for I want it put away now. Now. In the right way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm coming. I'm coming, Miss Joni. And I'm running around trying to take care of my mother. Can you give me a quick snapshot of Stacy at age 16? 
a pain in the neck. Give me more. Like, what did her room look like? Hmm. It wasn't too bad. Between the hours of, so here was the rule of thumb in our house. My parents owned my room from, let's say, 8 in the morning until when I got home from school. Interesting. Therefore, it had to be neat as a pin, ready for company to come by in case the publisher's clearinghouse folks came to say, mm-hmm. you've won. Mm-hmm. And then after 3 until the next morning, my room was mine. But so you had to trashed. clean it up before you left in the morning. Oh, yeah. Did you trash it and then clean it up? Well, you can't do much damage yeah. in a very short span of time. I was told that my bathroom was messy. It was. Yeah. It's because it was the powder room. And did you see the <laughs> hair that she produced in high school? The hairdos? I mean, come on. I mean, guys, this is not a good direction to go down. I know. Because my, I wasn't really allowed to use the bathroom. Oh, what do you mean you weren't allowed to use the bathroom? You're lucky I didn't wear makeup. Can you imagine if I had makeup all over the place? Like, I don't know, normal girls and a blow dryer and a crimper and all of those things? Stacy's never combed her hair. You did, too, use a blow dryer. That You had a seriously high hair in the pictures that I've seen of you. Was that maybe college? Am um, I confusing college with high school? So I had a lot of curl, mm-hmm. and I, I blow dry my hair to dry it, but my styling is all my hands. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> You know I support that. I do not use, really never have a brush or a comb. Mm -hmm. So that curl, all natural. Okay. And the East Coast um, humidity. Humidity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that was a thing. (laughs) Anyway, so it's been a lot of fun. You like how I added that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, We went to Veranda Beach, and that was very fun. You liked that. I loved it. It's a beautiful spot. Yes. And the house is adorable. I put all my finishing touches on it. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Rehung paintings, rearranged a few things. Put them in the right place. I put them in the right place just go. so she, yep. Insert eye roll here. Stacy's rolling her eyes really hard. Uh-huh, <laughs> totally. And then on the way to and fro, you got to see the damage that the wildfires have done this year. The rides both way were incredible. So different than the East Coast, mm-hmm. but the mountains. I'm I, I guess I expected all the um, green trees and everything, but the mountains are brown and bare, and it reminded me in many ways of Montana. Mm-hmm. Very. I I don't know why, but I kept thinking about that. The other thing is how wide the streets were. This small little town, mm-hmm. and the streets are just huge, and that's the way it is in Montana. Um, it wasn't at all like I expected it. No. You were marveling. She actually, they didn't even fall asleep in the car That's ride, true. which I was hoping <laughs> That's for. That's true, because we were afraid we were going to miss something. I, on the way home, I stopped in OMAC, and I got them um, Happy Meals. She did. And I had them sitting in the back, because if mom sits in the front, then she's breaking the entire I time. Mm-hmm. I hear and that. so I was like, I'm not doing that. So I put them in the back. I got them Happy Meals. They got a cool toy and they sat in the back and I was like, and then they'll fall asleep. But they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but we have our toys. What are the toys? What toys did you get? I don't know. Space Jam. Okay. Yeah. And I'm taking it home. I think what you described is 
perfect summary of the difference between East and West Coast. Everything feels so big and expansive out here. And because the towns are so old on the East Coast, the streets are much more narrow because they Absolutely. weren't built to accommodate large vehicles. And Absolutely. It feels really different. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was totally, it was really a treat. Mm. The ride was a treat, both ways. And, of course, we saw something different going home than we did or coming home than we did going up. So, Well, now you know my obsession with water barrels and keeping keeping the forest fires down. (laughs) (laughs) I am obsessed with trying to figure out a way. There's got to be a way to get ahead of these fires that are ravaging communities and whole towns. There's got to be a way. If we can figure out how to get Dumb Bunny up to space on his rocket mm-hmm. with his cowboy hat, mm-hmm. then certainly we can spend that kind of money to figure out an infrastructure that's going to work in anticipation of, of wildfires. There. So complicated right now. So, so complicated. Dark. I wish it were about money. I don't think it's about money. I don't think there's any amount of money that it, it has to come from each one of us. And I think that's going to take a really long time to change, unfortunately. Yes. And the whole water thing. I mean, I love the fact that in Hollywood right now, there's a huge debate about bathing. How often should you do it? I'm like, you do you. I mean, I I take a shower with perfume at least once a week. <laughs> it, I'm conserving water. Okay. Yeah, and sure. as I, you age, I'm not going to argue with that. As you age, you debate the same thing. See, is this part of the daily debate? It sounds like huh? there was a, it's whether to take a shower morning. or not because yeah. it dries out your skin. Yeah, I hear that. Maybe that's why my skin is so dry. Mm-hmm. Do you take a daily shower? I. Probably take two because I tend to work out or hike or run the dogs or something so that I'm sweaty again. I don't like to go to bed dirty and sweaty. So I probably rinse off again at the end of the day. So just shower at night and don't bother for the rest of the day. But then it's hard to feel fresh in the morning. Mm -hmm. I come from a long line of dry skinned and wrinkly people. So I think that's just my destiny. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm on team morning shower as well, so. I'm a morning shower. <laughs> no, we didn't even ask him. I know. Thank you. Well, see, Just he, in case you're water. he knows to interrupt. I mean, you know, if you're going to be part of this dysfunctional family, then you need to just pipe in. Because, you know, God knows I had to pipe in all the time with my mom. You can tell Busy how I was as a small child. Please tell me. Very different. We No, she was adored. Her brothers are older. She she's five years younger than her last brother, mm-hmm. the middle child, and we and she was a girl after two boys. So it, we just loved her. I loved to dress her, and but I, that's not the part that I was expecting you to talk. about. I want to hear that part too. I okay. have two boys. Okay. Are you going to have a girl? No, I'm just I'm just enjoying the fantasy <laughs> boys are right easier now. than girls, but she was great fun. Oh she really goodness. was. She like a hurricane, a little bit of a hurricane. Yes, but yes. But I forced her. I mean, she used to go to the club for lunch, remember, and have Marchino cherries. And oh, Shirley yeah. Temple's, which uh-huh. I loved, but the cherries um, I hated. We took her all over. In fact, she once said to me, the boys went away to camp in the summer for a few years, and she wouldn't go because she had a much better time at home with just the two of us going out for dinner, going out for lunch, doing Who everything. camp food when you can mm-hmm. go to a nice restaurant? That's adorable. Mm-hmm. Well, and mom tells the story of how I constantly was talking and I followed her around and she would <laughs> dust every morning, dust, and she would walk around in like her underwear mm-hmm. and she would be dusting and I would be just trying to get her attention, just trying to get her to sit still so I could tell her the story. And I'd try be trying to get away from her. Is this when you started drinking? 
Oh, Are those yeah. things unrelated? No, no, I started, yeah, they're t- totally unrelated. <laughs> and then she dusts Stacy because she hadn't taken a shower in six <laughs> exactly. weeks. <apparently. laughs> no, but when she left home, I've never dusted again. Mm. That's uh, true. Ha, 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 ha. It's fine, whatever. So to wrap up this part of the show, um, I want to share my Staceyism. Every week I share some little nugget, something that I've learned. And what I have learned in part, thanks to my mother, is that you need to embarrass your kids early and often. Mm. Now, because here's the thing. I am a 50-year-old woman who is like completely like, yep, whatever's going to come out of her mouth, it's going to come out of her mouth. She probably embarrassed me early and often and it's just who she is and in a weird way it's made me feel closer and I would say that if my kids were here you know the fact that I will call Will Pookie on the air to his face in a meeting you know wherever it is he just is completely not phased and so to have your kids not be phased by that kind of affection Um, especially when they go through a phase where maybe like the physical affection, they're not into that. But to have that kind of affection, it's very valuable, and it will take you a long way. We called you beans. Yes, you did. And now, because you don't like them, I'm going to get a tattoo of a bean on my little finger (laughs) so that I can think of you giving me the little finger. Because I do. I do. Why don't you use your middle finger? Because you're not worth Big one. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, uh, we're going to go to commercial break. You're listening to Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacey Heller. I'm joined by Dr. Busy Riley and my mother, Joan. Keep listening for more everything. When giving presentations, do you feel nervous, worry you won't get your message across, or hold your listeners' attention? Storytelling is an essential business skill most people don't learn. Telling your story clearly, concisely, and with real connection is key because people respond to and learn from stories more than charts or spreadsheets. Find and finesse your story so you can share it effectively with executive storytelling coach Melissa Reeves of Story Fruition. Melissa offers individual coaching, workshops, and webinars that teach the ABCs of Tell Me More, Please. Go to www.storyfruition.com. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. Hi. Hi, I'm J.D.K. Winnikin, host of This Show is All About You. If you're like me, you seek many things in your life. Adventure, meaning, belonging, you have dreams and you want fun, and of course, you want love. And we also want other people to join us along the path. But what happens when you don't know how to have all that or where to start? Well, join me every week to learn more about how, because I am just like you. So join me each week here on KKNW for This Show is All About You, a show about how you and me become we and what that means for all of us. And be sure to visit my website, wordsbyjdk.com. 
Feelings of disconnect are the cause of an ever-surging mental health crisis. Many of us feel apathetic about ourselves, our work, home, and relationships. We don't know how to re-engage. I'm Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling. At the Root focuses on emotional connection and how awareness is at the root of building healthy relationships with self and others. Join me weekly to re-engage with both. At the Root airs Mondays at 3.30 p.m. here on KKNW. Subscribe to the podcast or go to Kuyper Counseling. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am your host, Stacey Heller. Again, I'm joined by Busy Riley and my mother, who wanted to take this moment to say hi to her fans. Go ahead, Mom. Now, who am I going to mention first? I, I'll be in trouble. Okay. Hi, Mary. Hi, Sky. How? Hi, Peter and Jay. Is that it? Is that everybody? Yes. Okay. What about your grandchildren? Oh, I can't remember their names. No, I'm not doing that. You can't remember your grandkids' I names? I can remember. All right. Whatever. It's fine. So you got to say hello to all of your adoring fans. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to say hi to Lee and Diane? Hi. <laughs> Hi, Lee. Hi, Diane. There you go. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, busy. Yes, ma'am. So you are a naturopathic doctor, a general practitioner, which I confused personally for a long time that somehow naturopathic medicine, that you couldn't be a general practitioner and that, you know, I don't know, it meant that I was going to have to eat wheat germ and do exercises and take supplements. Yes. And then you debunked that for me. Common misconceptions. Yeah. So why don't you explain a little bit about what a naturopathic doctor is actually? Yeah. So I will say that um, because our licensing varies state to state, in some states we cannot be uh, primary care providers. So it's really common. But luckily in Washington state, we have really broad licensure. So naturopaths are focused on treating the cause treating the whole person, and really working up a ladder of intervention. So it's I really tell people it's really common sense medicine, and I think for primary care it tends to be a good fit because I think most people feel that they don't get enough time with their primary care providers, and they go in for a chief complaint. They're frustrated with this one thing. That one thing gets treated, and then the rest of the body kind of gets ignored or the mind gets ignored. So really what we're doing is we're trying to treat the whole person, and we're trying to do that in the most supportive and least invasive way possible. And using all the tools in our toolbox, which are, we tend to have a little bit of a bigger toolbox. Absolutely. I love um, Charlie. Poor Charlie. I, I think you're listening now. Charlie had a <laughs> Hi, Charlie. Um, a gastrointestinal issue. Um, well, you know, usually I don't think anyone's listening, so I can just mm. talk about the family. <laughs> the rule of thumb is if you're not going to listen to the show, you're free game. So, um, But Charlie had a gastrointestinal intestinal issue and I brought him to see busy and really that common sense approach was so great because you were taking into account you know the anxiety that you may feel where you literally can't let things go mm-hmm. on all levels mm-hmm. and you know and really taking into account um, where he was physically in terms of his growth and development where he was mentally and emotionally it was I mean you're the one person that made a difference. And we went to children's because they thought maybe there was some disorderly eating and seeing his primary care person and the fact that you were able to really look at the whole picture 
and create a game plan to hit reset and then start again has been huge. I'm so happy to hear that. That is awesome. And, you know, full disclosure, sometimes I'm a good fit for people and it's the right time in the right place. I, I often have a lot of I do a lot of referring. I get a lot of work up from specialists with my patients, too. So he may have been on, on the same path regardless. And it may have been just the right time and the right combination. But mm-hmm. I'm happy to hear that he's doing well. Well, and you're a great uh, champion of your patients. I'm breaking all the PIPA laws, but um, I'm not a doctor, so it's not a problem <laughs> because um, our daughter Annie also sees you. And for her, she wanted a doctor that was going to be her champion and not make her feel like, oh, girl, you know, you've put on a couple pounds since last time. Or, you know, well, what are you doing? You're not doing this. Or you're not doing that. Somebody that she really felt was in her corner and didn't feel like I've done something wrong because then you dread going to see your primary. I think the the without acknowledging or denying that I know any of the people you're talking about, I think I think the talking about people's weight has become an issue that a lot of us have like evolved about in medicine. You know, I think and I'm learning a ton about that as I go along. Also, what's appropriate for every person, every body, what we're supposed to look like versus, you know, what we should look like versus what we think we should look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a really controversial issue. And I think that's something that we're all getting better educated about. So, yeah, that's a that's a growing experience for me. It's a great example of one of the things I love about what I do, which is I learn from my patients all the time. Every single day, I'm learning more and more and more. The more I have to learn, the more I realize I need to learn. So I love it. Right. You don't yeah. know what you don't know. You don't know until, what you don't know. Until you know it. That's exactly right. Now, what is your primary area that you really like to work with people? I love working with women's health and hormonal issues and with really with all ages of women. And I love working with mental health. And those are both areas, again, where I consider myself a specialist in those areas. And the more I learn, the more questions I have. So constantly evolving. Well, there's so, I mean, we learn more, some myths get debunked, we find out, you know, um, I mean, it's the whole evolution of language in general, right? Absolutely. I mean, we've learned in the past, you know, five years alone what's okay to say, what's not okay to say. And when it comes to mental health, mm-hmm. I think of Annie, who's a special ed teacher. And when I was a kid, you know, I would get mad at my brothers and I'd call them the R word. And mm-hmm. now she's a special ed teacher. And she's <laughs> like, the last thing that you're going to say is that it's highly offensive. Mm-hmm. And so the things that you start to learn about and, you know, it's just constantly evolving. 100%. And a lot of this stuff is really being blown up on social media right right now, which is really fascinating. Just that female athletes that we've seen that are speaking out about mental health and really putting it on the table and really normalizing it, normalizing mm-hmm. the language is so powerful for people. Because, I mean, I know because I sit in a small room with people that sort of confess how they're feeling with all this shame and they don't want anyone to know. No one's going on Facebook like... I'm having a really dark day right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that people are the people that you would least expect because I'm seeing them in private. So it's so lovely to see it put on the table. It makes me so happy. Well, that's one of the reasons that I have shared before on the show that I deal with. I have chronic depression. I have um, general anxiety. Mm-hmm. I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. And I go through periods that are really rough for me and I shut down and mm. my friends are like, where are you? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something that I've always gone through. And I think that 
you know, I, I sort of joke that I never met an elephant in the room that I didn't want to talk about and be friends. Totally. I mean, I just. <laughs> I'm totally. so with you. That's why I love you. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, and I'm like, oh, is that I'm the most so awkward right. thing? Awesome. Like, I gravitate towards it. And I'm like, let me tell you oh about, God. you know, my sophomore year of college where I basically exactly. stayed in my room, redecorated it with the same postcards. Should they be a chair rail or should they be a border at the top mm-hmm. and eight cheese doodles mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, sort of neglected things like, I don't know, going to class. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting. Have you been following? There are a lot of great people on social media with ADHD, adults with ADHD, people that are doing coaching specific to ADHD. It is so fascinating and so empowering to, to hear other people talk about it. It is really interesting to me. I'm learning so much. This is um, I have a guest that's going to be coming on um, later in the fall who um, she is a psychiatric nurse practitioner Mm -hmm. and she is who does my prescribing for my meds. And I'm having her come on the show because the way that it manifests in people, it's really different. Mm -hmm. Like I learned from Grace, who learned from her doctor, that one of the reasons why I, I feel guilty all the time in my relationships with friends where I just on the way here I said to mom it's like the people that are on my radar are on my radar because I'm dealing with them and then when they fall off my radar they haven't fallen out of my life it's just that if I'm if you're in front of me then I'm like there you are Mm -hmm. but it's like I have no object permanence yep and so then if I don't hear from the person for a while or I haven't seen them or they haven't you know come up in a thought then it's not that I don't love them or want to spend time with them. So I have become much more open about saying, here's my deal. It is not like the spirit is willing. Yep. I am not capable. So if you want to hang with me, mm-hmm. please reach out to me and mm-hmm. know that you can't do the whole keeping score social thing. Right. And I think the hard thing is when you have anxiety on top of that, like I get a lot of anxiety about my friendships historically. That's been something that's really triggered me. Is that when you go through long periods where they're not on the radar and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my goodness, I've completely forgotten about that person. And then I I go into this guilt cycle. And so it's really I've as an adult, I've had to really learn how to not go overboard with worrying that I haven't been a good friend. Yep. You know, that whole cycle can be really challenging, too. Mm -hmm. So it's good that you're verbal about it. Well, I'm verbal about everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she is. I mean, it's a thing. Um, And I know that for maybe it's because I'm 50 and all the hormonal stuff. It's like when you learn a new word and you start seeing it in Mm -hmm. everything that you read. Absolutely. You know, so the hormonal thing is especially dear to me right now. And, you know, it's something that all of my my friends, Mm -hmm. all my cohorts are talking about. Mm -hmm. Well, and I would also say that the whole dopamine idea, you know, if you're diagnosed with ADHD or you have some of those tendencies – Estrogen is incredibly supportive of our dopamine production and our dopamine pathways. And so a lot of women that are going through menopause and approaching menopause actually start to experience symptoms that are akin to ADHD also or ADD. You can have a little bit more forgetfulness, feeling a little bit more scattered, feeling more overwhelmed by too many details that you're managing in your life, which typically we're all managing too much around that time anyway. So there is a ton of overlap. And so people that are struggling in that area tend to struggle a lot more. Interesting. Mm-hmm. See, I just learned something new. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's brutal as it is. And then yep. on top of it, you know, I have the I'm not willing to put up with anything. I have zero patience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sleeping, you know, Who is, needs it. Well, 
it it seems like it would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, mom says great things about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to have to take her word for it. We got tools for that. We're going to have to chit-chat about that. Well, I'm obsessed I, with I'm obsessed with getting good sleep, the good. importance of good sleep. I yeah. know. So here's the deal. You're hearing it here first, folks. You're pregnant. Oh my gosh, please. <laughs> That's actually kind of how I told mom about my pregnancy with Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um I made Annie I was just going to say, you didn't tell me. No. I. They were visiting, and I literally was like, hey, go in and tell Mimi and Bampa that you're going to have another baby. And she was like, that's awesome. And it turned out to be Charlie. I know. So, I mean, um, but yeah, I will be. So my big announcement is not that I'm pregnant. It is that I'm moving over to you. You're my new doctor. Congratulations. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. Uh-huh. I'm honored to do that. Oh, honored. I'm, I am so excited because I I know that with the meds that I'm taking for my ADHD, I I don't always want to have to be reliant on them. However, I do know that they have really changed my ability to function, especially mm-hmm. with the work that I do and but I also know that ADHD is my superpower. It's mm-hmm. the thing that enables 100%. me to like pull it's like i have a million tabs open in my brain and i can pull that information readily mm-hmm. and so i know that with the sleeping piece and the adhd piece and just the general health that you will you'll give it to me straight doc and we can bring it all together i mean you know what's really interesting one thing i've been thinking a lot about is the process of feeling like you're less able to sort of manage all the things that you have in the air all the things that you're working on all the time I sometimes wonder if there's kind of an evolutionary purpose to feeling a little less tolerant to that. Like, is it actually I'm not saying this to you personally. I'm no, questioning I'm, this for myself is like, is it time to actually simplify a little bit? And I'm not I mean, I feel like I'm reaching the height of my career. I'm not even there yet, I don't think. But so it's not like I don't want to achieve things, but I don't want to do all the things at one time that I've been doing all at one time. I just don't want to. I can. I've proven to myself that I can, but I really I want it to be a little slower and a little more simple. So I fully believe in this. And I have other areas that will double down on this belief. So I think about when you're pregnant and you have to wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, how am I going to wake myself up to go to the bathroom? Mm -hmm. Because before then, you really haven't had to like go. And, (laughs) you know. Yeah, that was fun. And then that ends. And you wake up and especially towards the end, you're waking up all the time. And then your fear becomes like, am I going to hear the baby when the baby cries? Mm -hmm. How am I going to wake up and feed the baby multiple times? And then you're like, oh, look, there it is. And then around the time that you're like, this baby could not get any heavier, like the car seat changes. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you're like, oh, my kid's never going to drive. I am going to wait until they are 30. Mm -hmm. I am not okay with it and then they turn like 15 16 and you're like interesting i am signing you up for driver's ed i am tired of driving you everywhere you can go get get out of here whatever you need (laughs) and you know so it's like each time in your life around the time that you're not really sleeping anyway your kids are potentially teenagers and so then you hear them as they sneak out of the house and we talked about this with um grace earlier she was like oh yeah mom heard everything like, we'd leave and, like, haha, we're going to go to McDonald's. And I would, like, yell, get me some fries because <laughs> I couldn't sleep anyway. I'm dreading, oh, my God, I'm dreading that interrupted sleep in the evening. Like, my early to bed is going to be over really soon. It's already kind of ending because my kids are starting to stay up later. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, like, 
the the thing that starts to bother you starts to actually like it morphs into something it else. morphs into so what you're talking about with the whole simplification thing you're right because what i'm finding is with my work and my business that in the beginning with you know being a newer entrepreneur and it was like oh you want that sure i'll do that you know oh you want me to do that yep right i'm happy to do that and as i'm both evolving in my age mm-hmm. aka aging and as I'm evolving in my career, I'm like, mm, I don't really want to do that. Right. I don't You're do honing that. your skill set really intensely right now. Yep. You're really focusing on the things that, that are firing you up. Wagging my tail. Yeah. I call it wagging your tail. I like dogs that. like wag their tail involuntarily, just like, whoa, hey. Yep. Yep. And so I think that, that that zero tolerance for whatever, it it makes sense. Yep. It's pushing it's it is making me reconsider and kind of pushing me in the direction that I want to go in for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's actually making me more efficient at work too, I have to say cuz I don't want unfinished details hanging over my head. So I will like I'm finishing my charts m- more quickly because I know if I do that I have more time on the weekend or absolutely. I like I support what you're saying 100%. That sounds really good. I never met a detail <laughs> that I didn't leave unfinished. <laughs> I'm always like, you know, there's a couple shows that I help produce on on KKNW and, you know, poor Eric is like, don't forget to send me the title and the description. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'll get to that. (laughs) There's just so many balls in the air. I will tell you that, like, I left the bathroom this morning with my clothes on the floor, which I used to never do. But in the same vein, I'm starting to say, I'm going to not be overly focused on certain details anymore. We'll see how my husband feels about this. <laughs> I can leave my pajamas on the floor of the bathroom if I want to. I'm a grown-ass grown woman, and I can go do whatever when I focus on what I want to focus on. Sorry about the A word. That's My all. bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. You are. And um, and that's how there are certain things that's the same thing. I haven't made my bed for years. Mm. Actually, much to my husband's chagrin. He really likes to get into a made bed. Now, Who gets out first? He does. Okay. Now, it used to be me. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, if you want to have a bed-making date later in the morning, since you're working from home with this whole global pandemic thing, mm-hmm. then we could have a bed-making date every day. And it was would that take a us- euphemism for anything? Or is <laughs> no, that really what you meant? Definitely not a euphemism. <laughs> Just checking. I have a friend whose husband has always made the bed. Wow. I that, that's that's amazing. Like, that's a keeper right there. Mm-hmm. My husband makes the bed, but he gets out of bed at least an hour after I do. So I feel like that's pretty fair game. Yeah. And making the bed is that's a pretty grand summary of what actually happens. Right. But, yeah. Pulling everything up. Sure. And yeah. Throwing the pillows mm-hmm. on sure. top. And Pete, in his defense, he does grocery shop and he cooks. So, I mean, keeper. it's two big deals. Keeper. Yeah, that's right? a keeper. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Especially cooking. I know. So tell me what I have to look forward to as I evolve even further into my mother, or should I say devolve further into my mother, um, in terms of hormones and health. I mean, this woman's spectacular. If this is your future, you're you're golden. Hear you're that, good kids? good to go. I'm <laughs> not going this. anywhere. This is awesome. And her daily schedule is my dream come true. So, well, you know what I'll tell you? You know, here is something to consider. A lot of people, when they're still cycling, feel like they're on a little bit of a roller coaster. And one thing I will say is that a lot of my patients say it's really lovely to be at a steady state. So I actually think that is something to really look forward to in menopause. And if you don't like how you feel in menopause, we can adjust your hormones very simply and very easily, like supplementally. And so the nice thing is you can kind of pick and keep a steady state and not be as beholden to hormonal changes. 
I'm I'm sharing on my my oh, yeah I'm sharing not, on my period tracker that I'm a, I'm 160 days late for my period <laughs> and my normal cycle mm. yeah because you know you really can't share too much here um, <laughs> that's awesome thank God is like mm. 50 days so if you add the 50 ish days to the 160 days mm-hmm. I am knock on wood almost done you're almost there. Yeah, because I think it's a year, right? 12 months. Yep. Or we can diagnose you with a hormone blood draw as well, which is pretty quick and easy to confirm. Now, here's a question for you. I'm getting very specific. However, when um, after gave birth to Annie, Mm -hmm. everything was all great Mm -hmm. and then had a couple miscarriages because of blood clotting. Mm -hmm. So had to take blood thinners Mm -hmm. through my pregnancy with Will. Mm -hmm. And does that tendency then impact the decisions that I would then make in terms of supplements with hormones? It's a really good question. So a history of blood clotting or an active clotting disorder is a contraindication for estrogen hormone replacement therapy and sometimes progesterone as well. So I think that probably what I would consider doing is work with a hematologist with you to assess what your current state is. Do you take any blood thing medications on an ongoing basis? No. Have you ever taken hormonal birth control since then? Uh, no. So that would be something I'd probably want to work with a hema- with a specialist in conjunction with a specialist to make sure. Because I think, I mean, how old is Annie? 25. <laughs> you know, pregnancy is a little bit of a different beast. So you're going to have different types of inflammation and different types of autoimmune or immune reactions when you're pregnant that you may not have in any other state. Mm-hmm. So if it was just during that pregnancy, I'm not sure I would still be as concerned, but I probably would consult for that. So... Supplements, I wouldn't be as concerned because most of the supplements we use are very, very low on their hormonal activity. But actual hormones for hormone replacement, I would definitely consult. Yeah, because I've just I hear such contradictory information mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. whether you should do therapy or not do the therapy. Mm-hmm. Did you do a therapy? No, no hormones for you. <clears throat> did you sail into menopause? Forty six. And did you have hot flashes or nothing? Oh, this woman is just my my idol. Really. I, I'm going to need a minute. We're going to take a quick break because I actually need a moment to be able to, like, say a string of curses that I can't on the air. So you're listening to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I'm on the air with Dr. Busy Riley and my mother, Joan, who apparently is the perfect specimen. So keep listening. We'll be right back. I, t- I tell you that all the time. I- <laughs> Did I just create a battle? Are you stuck in a creative straitjacket, going crazy, trying to find a different way out, exhausted from trying to make old ideas feel fresh and relevant? Popcorn and Noodle is a boutique agency that specializes in popcorning new ideas and noodling on existing ones for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Whether it's ideas about what to name a new venture, how to promote your services, or which direction to consider next, Popcorn and Noodle serves ideas that pop and stick. Don't go crazy. Go to popcornandnoodleideas.com. Creative solutions serve daily. Entrepreneurs, is your why lackluster, stale, or missing for investor pitches and presentations? Do you lean on data rather than a compelling narrative to tell your story? Stories sell ideas. Don't leave them out. The ability to tell your story with impact is an essential business skill. Find and finesse your story so you can finance your brand and business with Melissa Reeves, CEO of Story Fruition. Melissa teaches core storytelling elements that engage clients and investors alike. Recently, one CEO secured over $35 million in Series A funding using the Story Fruition method. Get started at storyfruition.com. Stacy Heller is many things. 
entertaining, yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to StacyConnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to the show. I'm Stacy. I am here with Busy. I'm here with my mother. We're going to put mom in the hot seat in a minute. However, mm. I do want you to talk a little bit about the fact, Busy, that you are going to be doing your own podcast. I am. And um, it is still under construction. Yep. We're going to be releasing it in the first week of September after the first week of school for those of us that still have kids in public school. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, really along the same lines of how much I love to learn. And every time I learn more about something, just when I think I really got it, I'm figuring out that there's so much more I have to learn. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to interview people that I think have something to offer me that that I can in turn share with my patients. So, yes, it's called another bleeping podcast because we all need another podcast, right? Who doesn't need another podcast? Um, and we'll be releasing it. Uh, I believe the date is September 10th. That's very exciting. Thank you for asking. Of course. And the <laughs> so the topic is obviously sharing information um, and gathering it, mm-hmm. sharing it, talking about it. Yep. Similar to your passion in mental health and women's health, will the topics be aligned with that? So the first couple of episodes are hormone related. I'm really trying to do more video and media and listening stuff all around hormones because I think it's something that we aren't talking quite enough about. There's a lot that we don't get from our physicians when we go to be seen. Um, So I'm really trying to put that on the table and answer as many questions as I can. A couple of the other episodes are nutrition related. I'm really excited. I'm about to interview um, two, three people. One is sleep sleep focused, a naturopath who focuses in sleep. Mm. One is somebody who focuses on breathing and how to improve our breathing. And one of the reasons why we all have so many breathing problems like asthma, allergies and all these things. Um, so just information that I think is important for my patients. So it's not necessarily mental health and hormone related. OK, I love that. And I agree with the. You know, there's these blanket topics that it's like you go in to talk about sleep and it's like, okay, but it could be a whole dearth of things. Same thing with mental health and, um, you know, hormones. And a lot of times when you go into a more traditional primary care doctor, they're just like, oh, it's this without getting into the, like, you tell the story behind it. And people would like to know those details. Trying. And I think, I mean, I think. You know, in every physician's defense, there are terrible naturopaths out there and there are there are great MDs and terrible MDs. There are great, you know, I mean, right in, in every field. And I think some traditional medical doctors are really trying to go a little bit deeper, which I love. Some people do a great job and, and some don't. So, I mean, I think sometimes when you don't have enough time and energy, you go and seeing what you're looking for. Right. So but but I think that um, that um, education empowers us. So my job, I always say that my job with my patients is to share information, to tell them what I see and to share information. And then it's my patient's decision what they choose to do with it. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. Boom. So I will make sure that my listeners know more about the show when it's released and will confirm it. And I'll make sure that I share it with everyone because it will be fabulous. And frankly, if she's good enough for me to go to, she's good enough for everybody. (laughs) I mean, I only associate with the best. Just saying. Of course. Speaking of the best. Yes. Eric. I mean, mom. Um, (laughs) Okay. I'm going to put you in the hot seat. Busy? Ask some questions. Did you always want to have children? Yes. How old were you when you knew that you wanted to have kids? I'm not sure. I I met my husband very young in high school, and we just knew we wanted to get married and have children. I was like 15. When you met your husband. Mm -hmm. So when? how old were you when you got married? 21. That is nice and young. And how old were you when your first child was born? Twenty-three. Oh my! And did you did you always know you wanted three? No. Was <laughs> Stacy a happy accident? I had had miscarriages, so I had Jay, and then I had a miscarriage, I think, or two miscarriages, and then I had Peter. Um, I had three miscarriages around the Between. time with the boys, and okay. then five years later, after Peter, I had Stace. So whatever happened just sort of happened in those days. Mm-hmm. So an answer to your question. Yes, I was essentially a happy accident. I think I was too. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my dad shared at our rehearsal dinner that we had, you know, it's like my in-laws hosted this lovely thing and they're from this big family where they tell stories and it's lovely and like, oh, let me tell you this story and let me tell you that story. <laughs> On my side, my grandparents respectfully declined to speak because they weren't going to do that. My brother told a story about Pete because they were good buddies in college. My mother was probably emotional and tried to say something, but got overwhelmed. And my father said, I thought she had indigestion. <laughs> so those were the stories that were That's told true. by my Actually, side of the family. Where yeah. did Bean come from? I don't know. Where did I Beans don't come know. from? I was thinking about that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I farted a lot. That's what I thought it was going to be, <laughs> it a could farting be. story. It could be. Because you're I, full I, of beans. Yeah. yeah. That's oh. true. Very good, Eric. I uh-huh. think that's true, <laughs> as a matter good. of fact. Whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Keep going. I like this. Okay. So you graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. And what happened after that? I went to college. And where did you go to college? A Jesuit school called Le Moyne. What did you study there? I studied... Sociology. <laughs> yes. Which? <laughs> which I was going to go on and get my master's and be a social worker. But my father was realistic, and he said, I don't think so. So I said, you know, I don't either. And, and John was ready to get married, and I was. So we got married a week after I graduated and two weeks after he graduated. And did you go to school together? No, he went to Syracuse University. Was, so was it hard for you to be apart? Like, how did you do with your relationship? Well, we lived, we saw each other because I went to school. As, basically, Le Moyne is in Syracuse. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it was great. It was, to me, it was fun. We were, let's see, we went study in high school and then he gave me a pin in high school because he was in a fraternity oh my god and then you got freshman pinned. you got pinned she got <gasps> i got oh, pinned this twice is, oh this is, my i mean god. and the fact that they were joan and john oh my like god. the alliteration of it i love oh, yeah. it i got pinned uh, um in high school and then when he went on to college and he uh, was preparing to get into a fraternity he bought this ring and he had it made to fit him and I wore Band-Aids on it. So and just that, for anybody that's listening, oh, she has my, my dad's gosh. signet ring. And while he was rushing and he didn't have a pin that was the college-level pin, 
he gave her the signet ring, which that I wore with so band aids, and then he pinned me with the high oh, with the college. Oh pin. my gosh! And then my senior year in college, he gave me a diamond. Oh my gosh, that's a really beautiful story. Well, and then he How took lucky. the signet ring back, and when they were married, <laughs> that was his wedding ring, and it fit him. That's that was his wedding. Really. So beautiful. after he died. One of my first steps was to the jeweler. And mm. I said, would you make this ring fit me finally? Mm, and I love did. that. How, what year did he pass away? Um, 2012. Okay. Okay. How, has life changed for you a lot since then? Yes. Yes. But um, I still feel close to him. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it has, but. Oh, yeah. What a blessing. No, really. To have a marriage that long. Yes. That's really yes. beautiful. Well, yeah. and a happy one. For a long time, I. I thought, oh, you know, the way that you analyze and basically think that your parents are the worst. Um, I used to think that, like, oh, dad loves mom more than mom loves dad because he always seemed to have such patience and grace. And, you know, I'd be like, did you see what she just, like, aren't you going to say something? And he was like, man, I'm not going to get into that. And Is this before you had kids that you thought that? Well, of course. Yeah, okay. Because then you learn and you're like, oh, right, there it is. And we went out every Saturday night. Yes, they did. Because we Forever? Came, not just when you were younger, but like after you had your kids? Absolutely, because oh, we said we that. came first. And That's... we're we're sticking together, and we want to spend time together without a kid around. That is like, that's like a medical prescription right there. That's so smart and so lovely. Well, that's the advice that she gave after we started having kids. She mm-hmm. said, you need to make sure that you have a date night. So... Mm-hmm. We amended it in our way where we made Tuesday nights our date nights Mm -hmm. because it was easy to find a sitter and it didn't tend to be a late night. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would have college kids come. I would make them dinner, let them use my washer dryer, whatever they needed to do. What a great idea. And we'd go out on Tuesday nights. And then Fridays and Saturdays, we would go out a couple times a month. And that was reserved for friends or for events or things like that. And um, to this day, Tuesday nights are date night. We need to reinstigate that in my house. COVID has kind of shut that down a little bit we've had there's been a lot of together time so much together time which is which is wonderful honestly but you kind of lose yourself when you're with your kids all the time i think that's just and when you're older this that has been a terrible time Mm -hmm. because you're by yourself Mm -hmm. but i have a bubble Mm -hmm. or we had a bubble Mm -hmm. do you consider yourself more of an extrovert or an introvert I'm an extrovert. Okay, I figured. I'm a very quiet one today, but I know. Yeah, she's definitely more quiet than yeah. Usually, I'm not shy. I think that's that's pandemic-wise really helpful because it sounds like you have an awesome community of friends. Yeah, that's really wonderful. All right, one last quick question, and then we have to to wind up. Got any fast ones for her? Fast, quick, quick questions? Yeah. No, none of my questions are fast. I want to know everything. Well, we'll we'll talk after the show. We're doing we're doing happy hour at my house tonight. You're welcome to join us. Uh-huh. So anyway. All right. Well, on that note, busy, if people want to find out about you, you have a storefront, you sell supplements, please tell them all of the details Thank of how you. to con- connect with you. My website is www.drbizzy.com, D-R-B-I-Z-Z-Y.com, and I can be found on Front Street in Issaquah. And Come on is- in amazing i mean truly amazing just so sweet well it's you know what i'm really not that sweet i'm like my mother i'm honest (laughs) and direct so there you go joan mom Mm -hmm. mimi Mm -hmm. i'm not that sweet either nope you're not 
But you know what? We love you anyway. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, sweetie. I thank appreciate you. it. Thank and you. thank you to Eric. Love you, kids. And uh, next week, I am joined by David Schwartz of Orion Entertainment. So I'm looking forward to that. Everyone, stay connected. But maybe not so close these days. <laughs> 